hello again. Welcome to the very first episode, or I guess rather the first real episode, I don't know, of Fearlessly Unbroken. I guess this is technically the second episode, but who's keeping track? <laughs> it's bad when you've already lost track, right? Alright, so my name is Dr. Taylor Luster, and um, I am a doctor of chiropractic in San Antonio, Texas. My practice is called Inner Sanctum Chiropractic, and I decided recently to do this podcast because, like I said in the intro, I have lots of amazing stories to share, but more than that, I know so many people that have profound stories that need to be shared. So that's where we're going with this. But there is a need, I think, for this first video so you know who I am. Um, because as your host, I think it's going to be significant to at least know where I'm coming from on some things. So with that said, I guess we're going to be having a lot of talk about me, which is super uncomfortable, but I guess that's where we're going. So cool. <laughs> so like I said, my name is Dr. Taylor Luster. Um, I kind of do a different type of chiropractic um, than a lot of chiropractors that you've probably seen. Um, my style is Tao style technique chiropractic and then also I use applied kinesiology. So applied kinesiology is this muscular, I'm sorry, um, muscle testing that is neurologically specific. And this is a very difficult concept to explain and I don't necessarily want to go into it in depth here, but I have lots of videos on it on my website and on YouTube and on Instagram and on Facebook and on TikTok. So <laughs> all of the things, but basically it is this technique where you can use your nervous system to search for more complex answers to more complex situations. And it's, one of those things you really kind of have to experience, but it is truly profound and I have seen some of the greatest healings and stuff from that. So um, it's a very, very complicated technique um, and not a lot of chiropractors do it. Um, I am also certified in acupuncture. I have a master's in nutrition. Uh, I am Reiki master certified and Webster certified. So there's a couple of things in there, upper cervical technique. Um, so basically if there was techniques that I tried to, or seminars for them, I tried to learn as much as I could, as quickly as I could, because I just wanted to really understand what I was doing. Um, so, um, my, all of these techniques though are designed to come at you from a full system approach. And this approach is you will you'll understand more of it when I tell you some of my backstory with it but this approach is designed to really see you as a full body a full person a full system and everything that affects it and then really be able to target um, based off of that what works best for you and whatnot so every person is truly tailored um, to how your care what your care plan looks like um, so with that said it's a little bit different than some of the other things, but like I said, some of my backstory will help you with some of that. So I'm actually going to start with that. Um, and I was gonna try and break this up into categories. Um, that's what my notes say, but I think it's gonna be make more sense in story format. So of course, that's how we're gonna do it. So um, when, way back in the day, when I was in high school and whatnot, I was super active. Um, I was 
doing all sorts of like club volleyball and stuff like that. And I was in a very long term relationship. Um, we were together for almost 12 years. And um, during that time, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Um, there are a couple of triggers that might have come up as far as like some emotional stuff. You're a teenager. And then um, I was taking the NuvaRing birth control at the time. Um, and there may have been some culpability there. We're not sure. But um, regardless, there was a lot of stuff going on. And overnight, pretty much, I gained almost 100 pounds. And I hadn't changed anything. You know, I was still incredibly active. And it was very frustrating. It was hard on my relationship, all of those things. Um, so then over the next, I don't know, six years or so, I spent a lot of time um, trying to figure out what was wrong. And I went to so many doctors. Um, I literally had dozens and dozens of diagnoses. Um, everything from mental health to physical things to autoimmune conditions to you were born with it and just everything. Um, and I was taking so many pills. I think in the last video I mentioned that I was taking like 26 pills by the time I was like 26 and that's ridiculous. I was taking like three times a day and I wasn't feeling better. It was pills for symptoms of other things and other pills for symptoms of those pills and it was just nothing was good and I just was really struggling and um, my relationship at the time um, which ended up being uh, like I said almost 12 year relationship um, it did struggle for some of that um, because it was just a weird time. It was very, very hard. I went to at least a hundred doctors um, and I had doctors to, to the extent where I had doctors turn me away because my case was too complicated. And that is an incredibly hard thing that I know many of you have actually experienced. Um, or I had doctors that would tell me, I had one doctor that I went to um, for migraines because I was getting these migraines all the time and the allergist had sent me there. And the doctor, I'd never met him. He walks in for not even 30 seconds and he tells me, oh, I already know how to fix this. If you lose a hundred pounds, then your migraines will go away. And I was just like, you haven't talked to me for more than 10 seconds. I know that I need to lose weight. And I, if I could, I would, I was like, I am doing all of the things right. I am eating right. I'm active all of the time. You know, like I'm a kid, like it was just, I know many of you can relate to some of those stories, you know? Um, so there were a lot of times where you get defensive um, for some of those things because you're just like, you're not even listening to me. Not even listening. So um, it was a really hard time for some of that. Um, and then during some of that time, I also ended up having uh, a total of, I can't necessarily break them up as far as timeline, but a total of eight surgeries in my life um, for a whole bunch of different things. Um, six of them were probably around that time frame. Um, but it was just a, a whole bunch of things. And I can't say that I'm worse off for having had those surgeries, but I also can't say that I'm better. There was definitely a cost um, to them and not just a financial cost, but a, a cost as far as um, 
you trade acute and sharp pain and for a a chronic pain that doesn't go away you know and that's that's a hard trade-off you know um so I can't say I wouldn't do them again I can't say that they didn't help but I can say that my problems weren't fixed um and that I still live in chronic pain so um with some of that um my 12-year relationship kind of started coming to an end uh, right around the time that college was ending. Um, well, it was coming, it was heading that way. So in college, I was actually studying, um, I got two degrees because, because I couldn't decide and I don't know, why not, right? So um, first, I got a degree in psychology and secondly, I got a degree in biology. So um, you would think that those two are not complementary, but they are actually super helpful and I find that I use them all of the time because, well, biology obviously is a nice segue into chiropractic and whatnot, but um, psychology was too because I found that, I find actually that I use so much of that on a daily basis with people um, because you have to be the safe place for them to heal. So um, I ended up getting both degrees and um, my goal at that time was actually go to vet to go to veterinary school. I had been a vet tech for quite a while, um, and I was really aiming at that goal. Um, around that time, I'm gonna throw in a big curveball now. Around that time, I was the sole witness to a murder, the murder of a colleague of mine um, and a friend, and. Um, Obviously, that was that was really hard. Um, I'm not super gonna go into details for respect, um, as for respect, but it was definitely um, a very very hard time, and there was a lot of questioning of God and um, purpose, and um, I had a lot of survivor's guilt, and I was trying to figure out why I was here, and they were not. So that was pretty difficult, incredibly profound experience um, that I don't think I could do justice to um, without obviously express permission. And so I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. But it definitely shook a lot of a lot of who I was at that time and what I was going through, my perspective on life. So. Um, I ended up getting into veterinary school. Um, I went to, when you have the option, so there's a bunch of, there's only so many veterinary schools in the United States. And one of them is, um, that's licensed to practice in the U.S. is on the island of St. Kitts. And, um, it is, why wouldn't you go to a veterinary school on an island? Like, seriously. <laughs> it was stunningly beautiful. I mean, it is a beautiful, beautiful location, um, but it was harder living there. Um, it's definitely a little bit of a third world country. Um, women are second class citizens there. Their, their island time is definitely a thing. Like everything shut down by like 4 p.m. So like heaven forbid if you wanted to like go get groceries after classes or go do stuff after classes or um, eat. And that included like most fast food restaurants or anything. So you really had to like,
be able to cook and everything just shut down. It was um, really interesting. And during that time, I had also gone um, gluten-free and dairy-free um, with the uh, wellness chiropractor that I went to, which I'm gonna talk to you about in just a second. But um, it was just a hard life um, being there and realizing the amount of, I, I don't wanna say like high maintenance because that's not quite what I'm trying to get at, but I guess the amount of, um, the difference in the poor of the United States versus the poor there, it was, it was significant. And I realized like, like not everyone in the United States has AC all of the time or whatever, but like even just clean wanting water, you know, we had to boil it frequently. Um, and there was one day in particular where I knew that I couldn't do this really anymore. Um, and it was raining and I, I guess we had like gotten sideswiped by a hurricane or something, or, I mean, it was not significant. It was just very little bit. Um, but anyways, it was, um, pouring rain and, um, I had gone to, gotten up in the middle of the night to go to the restroom and all of a sudden my toilet starts overflowing and not because there was any reason, it just started overflowing all over my apartment and I was super stressed out about it. So I was like picking, I used every little piece of fabric that I had to clean up all the water because it was everywhere. And then at that point it was time to get ready to go to school. So I turned on the um, shower and I get in only to realize that it is mixed with all sorts of sewage and I, it reeks and I am now covered in that. And it was so awful. I called my dad crying and my boyfriend at the time crying. I was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. So, um, things kind of went downhill from there. I ended up as a result of some of those complex things, um, ended up failing out of that. And I think for the better, because I think it was just, uh, it was definitely an incredible experience that I would not replace, but it was definitely a hard lesson in a lot of ways. Um, and, but when I think of like, it was like one of the hardest areas that I went through, but it was also like one of the most beautiful places like in my head I think of it as kind of like a safe place too um anyways so we went to vet school for a bit and then I came back and um around that time when I had just gone to vet school I wanted to back up for just a second I had um met that wellness chiropractor Dr. Charles Webb and um he had told me that a lot of my stuff was coming up as thyroid, but they weren't testing all of my thyroid. So, um, he tested, he did a bunch of blood work on me and he came back and he was like, you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition against your thyroid. And one of the things exacerbating it is gluten. So gluten and dairy actually have very similar profiles chemically to your thyroid. So what was happening was that I had a syndrome called leaky gut syndrome and we can go into all sorts of details about some of this stuff later. Um, but 
a syndrome called leaky gut syndrome where basically um, the food that I was eating was punching holes in my intestines and the food was escaping into my bloodstream. And once it was in my bloodstream, my body thought, oh my gosh, this is not supposed to be here. This is an invader. So it would attack it. And every time I would eat gluten and dairy and those would get into my bloodstream, my body would then go and attack my thyroid because my thyroid looked like those two things. So, um, it's an autoimmune induced hypothyroidism. And so with some of that come a lot of your thyroid control, so many things. So I was starting to have, uh, I was being di diagnosed with adrenal fatigue and adrenal triad and, um, PCOS and all of these things. And my inflammatory numbers were through the roof. Um, so Dr. Webb was able to help me bring a lot of that down, um, to a much more manageable level. And I got off of gluten and dairy and healed my leaky gut, um, which is a continual process, but, um, I healed it and I felt so much better. And so since then I've been gluten-free, dairy-free and artificial sugar-free for quite a while. Um, and for the most part, I wouldn't turn, I wouldn't go back. Um, it's not a temptation when you know the consequences on the other side, you know, when you feel them. Um, so anyways, I graduated, or I'm sorry, I left vet school. And at this point, um, right, right as I was leaving, I had gotten sick from a gluten poisoning and, or a gluten contamination basically. And I was, I found myself on the hospital floor in a third world country, um, vomiting. And that was super fun. Um, because these hospitals are open, uh, open air hospitals. So there, there's no doors. There's, you know, <laughs> it's, um, it's not anything what you would experience here. And, um, it was just, that was when it was just like, I am getting sick too much. I am constantly getting contaminated because they don't know, um, because that, that was a couple years ago, you know, so at that time they didn't know what like gluten was and all of these things and I was getting sick and ending up on the floor in a third world country in a hospital. It's going well. So, um, anyways, so I ended up leaving vet school and coming back home and my 12 year relationship was struggling a bit at this time and my health was a little bit better than it had been, especially coming back home, but my mental mindset was not good. So I spent about, about a year trying to figure out what was next. And, uh, during that time I got into a car accident and in that car accident, um, that's where I started realizing that chiropractic might be an option. So, um, and also during this one year of chaos, I was, my 12 year relationship was ending and I had met uh, my next relationship. So we were, there was a lot of transition, a lot of things changing. Um, and it was a very, very, very hard time. So as far as school goes, I had, I thought I might do something with forensic psychology. I thought I might do something, um, along the lines of nutrition or something, but I ended up, um, and I also vet school or and medical school too. Um, so I ended up applying to literally like I don't know, 30 different types of things, like, uh, I'm sorry, 30 different places. Um, some of them were uh, forensic psychology, some of them were medical school, some of them were vet school, and then um, a number of chiropractic schools. And um, 
I was a pretty good student so the chances were pretty decent going in um, and I did not get into anything but all of the chiropractic schools and I took that very much as a sign of this is what we're doing you know um, there was no reason why I wouldn't have gotten into any of those other things other than like this is where you're supposed to go so I took that message and um, I didn't really I'd been to some chiropractors but not like for you know I, I didn't really know what I was getting into um, so anyways my 12-year relationship ended I got got into my next relationship which was a six-year relationship um, and I was waiting to get into um, chiropractic school now after this car accident we ended up needing to have these surgeries so I I ended up having the uh, neck surgery first and um, I had that right before I went to chiropractic school so I literally went to chiropractic school in a neck brace which is not a good plan it's not a good plan <laughs> but per me this is what I would do so I went to chiropractic school in a neck brace and uh, my six-year relationship at the time he moved up from San Antonio to Missouri to help me because I was it was really really hard to do anything because I, I had to be in this neck brace I was definitely high on all sorts of meds um, all the time like it was just pain management was really really difficult um, which we can go into at some point but just a brief overview it's very difficult um, I really had a hard time with that one and he ended up showing up and helping me out moving in to help me out and that was really beneficial at the time um, in retrospect I almost wish he hadn't but um, we'll go into that in a minute <laughs> anyways so we have this six-year relationship and post-surgery I just get into chiropractic school and pretty early on I drank the Kool-Aid because um, of chiropractic philosophy because it was really this idea of that the body heals itself if we get out of the way and um, they said something along the lines of um, what is what do they tell you to do when you are really injured or sick in the medical world they tell you to go home and rest or to hydrate or you take it easy you know and what is this saying this is saying that get out of the way let your body heal itself and this was significant to me because it really truly was the entire mentality of everything and um, you know that if we just were able to move out of the way then maybe there would be answers there and combined with all of my health struggles so far I was really and the only relief that I had ever found was with the chiropractors you know uh, with Dr. Webb um, I was really of the mindset like I'm not gonna keep taking all of these pills I'm not gonna keep feeling this way I'm going to get off of them um, and it took me a bit and it was really really hard and um, but I ended up I feel like I ended up drinking the Kool-Aid understanding this philosophy and really embracing it um, because my whole path felt like it had led up to this and um, 
I ended up meeting my mentor in, or well, one of my mentors um, there, and his name was Dr. Scott Huff, and he is fantastic. I highly recommend him um, to anyone in the Missouri area or St. Louis area. Um, but he really helped me understand more of what chiropractic really is, what applied kinesiology is, what the what I could do with nutrition in my system, and all of these things. So he was really. Um, integral for some of that understanding and um, lots of shouts out to him. Um, so during all of this time, um, my mindset is changing and I'm having a lot of different stuff with my health and it's improving, but I'm still in now this chronic pain. So I'm in vet school or I'm sorry, um, chiropractic school and I end up having to need this second um, spinal surgery, this low back surgery. And that one was hard. Um, right in the middle of school and I had to take um, almost a year off to recover from that and during that time um, the school worked with me to do the master's in nutrition program because it was online and it would um, stave off my loans a little bit so we did that and um, it was it was definitely a a means to an end because I had wanted to do that anyways and incorporate it into practice. So it worked out nicely. Um, but during that time, there was a lot of abuse, emotional abuse going on in my relationship that I didn't realize until later, until I was in a healthier place. Um, and physically it was a lot because like physically, uh, I was not in a good place in general because I was in so much pain and I couldn't get past some of that uh, with the emotional aspect too. So it, it felt like I needed help and I needed him. Um, and it just kind of culminated into a really, really bad situation. Um, so I was working with Dr. Huff a lot to bring down some of my chronic pain levels and um, reel in some of my conditions, my Hashimoto's and adrenal stuff, and um, it was really going pretty well, but the emotional aspect of my relationship was really impacting a lot of things, um, and I really struggled to be healthy because it was just such a, such a hard, tumultuous time, and talking about emotional abuse is a hard thing, um, obviously, but it's important to be vulnerable about this. So, um, I'm always open up, I'm always open to whatever questions you have about this and I'll definitely answer them. I have nothing to hide, but, um, it's just kind of hard to give a, a big picture overview of that. So, Suffice it to say that um, this six-year relationship got to a super dark place and I was kind of isolated in Missouri um, because it was just me and him for the most part and I was away from my family and I didn't, he had made it so I didn't have a ton of friends to support me there. Um, so I really, really felt alone and I got into, and I was in a ton of pain and Dr. Huff was one of my only outlets um, because he 
helped me a lot, you know, like he made me feel better. And that was one of the few times that I actually felt better was when I would go to his office and hang out with his office staff who were fantastic and, um, and get adjusted. So a lot of that is a big blur to me because I don't, I don't even remember the first year or two of chiropractic school. And that's probably not something I should tell my patients, but <laughs> it's out there now. Um, but truly I don't, um, because a lot of it was so traumatic, you know? Um, and I don't even, there, there's lots of it. That's very, very blurry. Um, so it got to a super dark place and I was incredibly suicidal. Um, there were, he played with my head a lot, a lot. And there were lots of times where I felt like I didn't have worth or I didn't have value and I couldn't understand why he was doing these things to me. But at the same time, I felt like I deserved them. Um, so there's a lot of twisted, twisted mindsets in those things. Um, and for the record, nobody deserves that period. Um, but it was a really, really hard time. And I got into, um, I got into cutting and that was difficult. That was really difficult. Um, I, it was a release that in a situation where you feel like you don't, you can't control anything, that is a way to control something, you know, to control some level of pain. And I'm not condoning it, but I'm saying that it doesn't help you or help people who are doing it for you to tisk them or whatever. Understand that it is, um, it is a coping mechanism and it is a, I am trying not to die mechanism. Um, so, I did that. I didn't do a lot of it, but I did some of that and it, it was very much a cry for help and people didn't hear me, which was really difficult. And, um, it got to a point where I was lying on the floor in my apartment and I can't even tell you whether it was weeks or days or months or whatever, but it was a long time and I would just lie on the floor all of the time, day after day, just staring at the ceiling, just waiting, waiting for him to come back and harass me some more, waiting to die, waiting to get better, something, just waiting. And there, I, I was hardly ever at school. Um, I honestly don't know how I got through a lot of school. I don't remember so much of it. Um, and it was really by the grace of God. Um, but at that time I was just super alone and I was just waiting. And then one day I happened through a variety of, um, circumstances. I had a long conversation with God. Um, I had just done some things that were a little bit extreme. Like I had had moments where I was like waiting at the, on, on my third store story balcony, just like, should I jump? Should I not jump? Should I jump? Should I not jump? Um, 
I had had somewhere I was seriously considering, you know, taking cutting on a whole nother level, you know, or taking pills or whatever. But I didn't because I knew that I couldn't do that to my parents. I couldn't do that. So I was just waiting. And um, I ended up having a, through, like I said, a variety of different things, a one-on-one -on -one all out with God. And I had had a lot of issues with God up to this point. Like I had said for a very long time that I was not agnostic. I didn't know. I, or I, I basically just said, I don't know if there's a God and I don't think that there is a way that you can know. Um, up until that point and overnight, literally overnight, I had a full on awakening and call it what you will. Um, he came and he talked to me and I told him it was now or never, you were going to lose me. And he came and he showed up. And he showed me all of the things that, all of the moments where I had been alone and I was hurting, he showed me where he was. And I hadn't asked him why I went through those things because it didn't matter. It was, it didn't matter. I just didn't want to be alone having gone through those things. And he showed me where he was during all of that. And I knew then that I didn't have to be alone for whatever came next, hell or high water. None of it was going to be as bad as that moment. You know, that, that moment of knowing, of feeling that I was completely alone and I just wanted to die, you know, and that I deserved what had happened to me. So... I had a complete 180 overnight and my, some of my best friends were like, um, who are you and what did you do with Taylor? <laughs> but I, I ended up, my, my story and what they could see from it and just how genuine I was with it because it was everything. All I wanted to do was show them what I had seen, you know, and they ended up having their own experiences with it and it was so profound. Um, and from that moment, healing really started. It started with repairing my relationship with God, um, and with myself. And that took a while. And, um, some of our, our guests are going to be, were integral in that process. Um, and during that recovery process, my ex was kind of, or my, that, six-year relationship he was kind of stalking me a little bit and I had found out that he had been like cheating on me for years so that was cool <laughs> um but he would stalk me and he would like bang on my door at three in the morning while you know and you're trying to recover from this and just so many different things it was very very stressful um, but I had some amazing support um that just kind of showed up out of nowhere like I don't know they were they were all gifts because I was not seeking them out at all like it just they just showed up and the first one of those is actually going to be our first guest um his name is michael ortiz and um he's my best friend 
and he was with me through a lot of that. Um, and they're going to be, we're going to interview all of those people. Um, but they're the integral ones were of course, Dr. Huff, um, Jordan Kirsch, Jackie Huff, um, Michael Ortiz, Michael Samaniego, um, Hiram Spells, um, Chloe Skidmore, Megan Hardgrave, or Hardgrove, sorry, and um, Shelby Carter. Those were pretty significant people, and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting any, because um, there were so many that just came up, and they were so paramount at that time. Um, oh, and Christy Church, of course, Christy. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, our first two guests are going to be uh, Christy and Michael Ortiz, and I will have the other ones on for sure, because it was such a profound experience for me, and some of what they went through with it, and then their own experiences with things. It was just really profound. Um, but Michael Ortiz, he, um, forced me to start looking at relationships eventually. And he was just like, you, he's married. So that was not what I meant by that. But, and his wife, Amanda is awesome. But, um, he was like, you really have to start looking at dating again. And I was like, I'm not ready. I can't do this. And he was like, you have to do this. And so I started and, um, online dating, don't recommend it, not fun, but I did meet some incredible people. Um, and two in particular really were significant for my healing process during that. Um, the first one I met was, um, Don Salinas and he, was really profound um, because he was he was able to be the first person that I went on a date with afterwards and totally had a panic attack about it and he was fantastic um, but they were they were both really helpful in managing some of my PTSD and stuff afterwards and then um, the man that I am currently in a relationship with Michael Samaniego he um, that since then we've been together about three years, something like that. Um, he was really integral in putting me back together. I can't say that because I did it and me and God did it, but he was integral in showing me that not all men suck, uh, besides, you know, my dad or my brother or family or whatever, but that not all men suck and that there was healing to be done on all fronts of, for all people and that I could extend this and be who I wanted to be and shine my light and all of these things. And he was truly, truly profound for that. Um, so we're going to have a lot of these people on here because it's just significant, but I really wanted to give you this backstory of me. So, cause I have all of these different things that are crazy stories that I will probably reference and maybe talk about again. I don't know, but if you don't understand who, where I'm coming from as far as the emotional stuff that I've been through, the the traumas, the emotional abuse, the murder, um, and the healing that took coming out of that, the chronic pain also, um, and then the medical side of where I come from that, um, you know, having had so many things that failed me, and now being at a place where I still have issues, but I feel better than I felt so, like, 
for so many years, you know, for the last 10 years, I feel better than I felt for the last 10 years and I'm not really taking anything um, other than like bile salts to support my gallbladder, you know, and sometimes vitamin D and stuff. But, um, but I had so much of it changed because I took the basics, you know, I getting rid of some emotional stress was obviously a huge one for my health. Um, getting enough sleep, eating well, all of those things. Um, and I've just never felt better. And I think it's significant. And these are the reasons why I wanted to share this. So when I'm coming at you with some of these things, with these ideas or belief systems or whatever, you know where I'm coming from, um, that I have quite a, a varied checkered history, <laughs> but it is, I think it helps me be a better doctor. And that's the I guess the one thing that I guess makes it worth it because when you go back through this and you're like, God, why did I have to go through all of these things? Well, if it makes me a better doctor, then it's almost worth it. I, you know, it's, it's hard to say it's completely worth it because it sucked, but it's almost worth it. And I think that as I go through more and more, I will see the real value of it. So that was a lot of vulnerability <laughs> right up front and um, huge, varied overview of, of me. But I really wanted to give you that so you have that frame of reference. Um, and I promise I won't ramble quite as much. There are just a lot of things to cover. So, um, like I said, our next, um, our next video or podcast episode, I guess, will be with, um, uh, Mr. Michael Ortiz. Um, and I don't know if Amanda's coming on, but anyways, at the very least with Mr. Michael Ortiz. And then, um, after that will be Dr. Christy Church and they're definitely incredible. So I can't wait to bring that to you. Um, I think that I've babbled enough. I cannot wait to bring more great content. I hope that that gave you some perspective because, um, I think it's going to be pretty integral to our conversations going forward. Um, but I really appreciate you for listening. If you've listened to this whole thing, especially, um, and I just hope that you glean something from my experience, but more than that, I hope that you reach out to share your own. Um, there's so much that we can learn together about this life and how to get through it. And I really want that. I really want to be a part of that. And I really want you to be a part of that with me. So I guess on that note, I'm going to end this and I will look forward to seeing y'all next time. Again, find this on all of the new social media thingies uh, and on our website www.intersanctumchiropractic.com.